Yo, what's up, everybody? Jordan Stolter, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Welcome back to another episode. Today is episode number 263 of the podcast, and in today's show, I'm talking about five things that I think are wrong with the fitness industry, and um, this one is not a Q&A episode, right? So a lot of times, I do Q&A type shows, but today, I decided to do something a little bit different and kind of do a classic outline, rant, uh, top list type episode. So I hope you enjoy today's show. Um, this show was inspired by a lot of different things, including kind of me examining what I want to do with my own fitness um, endeavors, right? Not just personally, but also like what I'm putting out there on social media and other platforms. So, um, you know, I'm on Instagram at StoltzFit and on YouTube as Fitness, Food, and Freedom. And of course, this podcast. And I try to be very open about like what my goals are and what I have as goals for the business side of things. Um, and you know, I really have been thinking about 2019 and what I want to accomplish and what I want to focus on and what I think is a good way to approach this whole thing, right? Fitness, food, and freedom, stilts fit, etc. Um, that's what inspired today's show because of this kind of reflection and this thought about what was important to me and what I um, want to focus on, right? And what I think you should focus on and what I think really the industry needs and is lacking. So that's what the inspiration is for today's show. <clears throat> Hope you guys enjoy it. And if you guys ever have any questions for me, want to reach out or you know just want to chat or give me feedback, you can do that on Instagram. That's probably the best place, at StoltzFit. S-T-O-L-Z-F-I-T on Instagram. I will put that in the description of the podcast so you can see it spelled out. The last name's a little funky, uh, but hope you guys enjoy this show. Let's get started. Episode 263 of the podcast of Fitness, Food, and Freedom, and I'm Jordan Stoltz, your host. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Welcome to another episode, and today's show is going to be a little bit different. Normally, I do Q&A, so I love answering your guys' questions. Recently, I've switched over from doing three days a week down to once a week for this podcast, and I'm considering going back to more frequent episodes and, you know, putting out why I started the podcast in the first place, something I got into in last week's show about why I kind of want to do that and why, you know, what the purpose is for that. However, today's episode, I wanted to do not a Q&A. I wanted to talk about the fitness industry as a whole and especially what it's evolved to become, right? Because this is the industry that I'm in. This is the industry that you are probably very deep into if you listen to this show, right? So if you're one of the thousands of people that listens to this podcast that downloads it, you probably listen to other shows, right? I mean, it'd be cool if I was the only one, but I'm sure there's other podcasts and I'm sure that there's people on Instagram you follow. I'm sure there's people on YouTube you watch, um, Facebook groups you're a part of maybe, and uh, people that you respect in the industry, right? And I kind of want to dive into this industry and talk about it a little bit because I think there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. And I think that um, this, you know, this episode was really inspired by 
my own goals, right? Because I have goals for the podcast. As I talked about last week, I have goals for the the business, Stoltz Fit, for fitness, food, and freedom, for creating something that helps people and makes a difference in people's lives. And, um, you know, impacts. That's really what I want to do is impact in some way, you know, be somebody to other people that if they meet in public, if they are able to talk to or able to get a question answered, they are, you know, excited because I had some sort of impact, whether it was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 seconds ago, right? I want to have some kind of impact that lasts. And that's really the main purpose of the podcast and of everything else that I'm doing here. Um, but I am in the industry here and I kind of want, I, you know, I'm looking at 2019 as like a fresh start and looking towards where my goals or where I want to be and reverse engineering that, right? So I've been thinking a lot about what strategies I can use, what methods I can use, what main, um, what main things I'm going to focus on in 2019, right? I can only focus on a few things and I want to make sure I make the right choice, put my efforts where I'm going to be most motivated and put my efforts where I'm going to see, um, you know, tangible results from. And that made me, that has made me think a lot about the industry as a whole, you know, about the big picture of everything, about what needs to change and about what the industry needs. And I have come up with a list and I've come up with an interesting, um, reflection on the industry that I hope you guys will find interesting as well. Um, I have five different things that I think are wrong with the fitness industry and I want to review those with you. You know, I could go on and on about certain people. (laughs) I mean, you know, to be honest about certain kinds of information being put out there and what people are focusing on, but I'm going to try to generalize it into a list of five that you can easily keep in your back pocket as something to look out for, right? Because if you see any of these five things, I would kind of challenge that person's intentions, right? And after making this list of five things, it's helped me realize where the direction of everything needs to go, okay? So here we go. I guess let's go ahead and start with number one. Number one of the things that's wrong with the fitness industry, in my opinion, is what's the focus on, right? The focus, in my opinion, is on the wrong things in the fitness industry, whether that's people who are purchasing things in the fitness industry or whether that's the marketing efforts of companies in the fitness industry. People are promoting the things that are not the main drivers of success, right? The things that aren't going to make the biggest difference. They're promoting the things, marketing the things that make the biggest margin, the things that are very profitable, and the things that are going to make about 10% of the difference or less, right? And I'm thinking things like a good example is going to be supplements, right? I actually, you know, I do take supplements. I did an episode on it. I take creatine. I take a multivitamin. I use protein powder, occasionally a pre-workout, very rarely. Um, But, you know, I, I am a fan, but a lot of times what will be pushed is the supplements themselves, right? Like, you know, here's a PR, powered by this supplement, right? And what you're putting off is this message of, uh, you know, you need this supplement to accomplish this. Or if you want to be in my shoes, you want to be like me, act like me, look like me, lift like me, whatever, you need this certain product, right? And that is where it is going wrong is a lot of the focus is on the wrong things, right? When in reality, the things that make the biggest difference is consistency, good programming in your exercise is, you know, learning your body as far as exercise effort and what you can handle and what you should tweak as far as changes 
focusing on your nutrition and total quantity of food choices and how they make you feel, right? These are the things that actually make a difference and are really going to provide big results. Uh, however, people really focus on the little things like, you know, the, the supplements, the, the special, unique, never before seen exercise when in reality what should be done is focusing on the exercises that have a huge bang for your buck or how to program exercises correctly even if you're using those special isolation movements right so the focus is often on the wrong things the focus is often on stuff that doesn't really make a huge difference and i think that is a huge problem and it's something that i have a goal of as far as uh, promoting good information so why i have this podcast why i kind of have simple episodes, right? A lot of times my episodes aren't crazy detailed. I'm not diving into research studies. I'm not having interviews with top PhDs in the industry. And why that is, is because I want to break down complicated subjects in an actionable way, tell you information that is going to make a difference in how you feel, how you look, how you train, how you eat, and how you stick to your plan for the long term, right? That is the goal. That is what everyone's goal should be. So if you see somebody who just seems to be pushing a certain thing all the time, and that doesn't seem like it's making the difference for other people, that's what you need to watch out, right? So the focus needs to be on the right thing in the fitness industry, and it's kind of going the opposite way of that. It's going in the way of focusing on the wrong thing, in my opinion, and promoting the idea that the thing that's going to make the difference is some magic bullet, some exercise, some special program, some supplement, some special food, some diet, right? When in reality, what's going to make the difference is being able to execute day in and day out to do things in an intelligent way, to not dive too, you know, head first too quick and then burn out. You have to keep all these things in mind. And anything that's against that is simply not true and is putting your focus on the wrong thing. So that's number one, focusing on the wrong things. Number two is very similar to number one because um, it, it is these things that are focused on often in the industry, but I wanted to do a separate, a separate topic on it as well. So number two is going to be shortcuts. People in the industry taking shortcuts, promoting shortcuts, or advertising special products as shortcuts, right? Eight weeks to this, 12 weeks to this, um, you know, 16 weeks to this, um, four minute this, eight minute this, right? Anything that's promoted like that is simply a marketing tool and is playing on the notion of, yes, that there's shortcuts, right? When in reality, there's not. And like I said, what really matters is your hard work and your consistency, your effort, your intelligence and how you approach it and your consistency on that over time. So that's what matters and there is no shortcut to anything, right? I think like there's probably an increasing number of people who are doing extreme things, whether it's drugs, whether it's extreme diets, whether it is you know the new trendy type of diet or maybe a crazy training program, um, doing all these things because they think that it is going to get them to a place, um, you know, that somebody is on Instagram, for example. If you see somebody that is like your ideal body on Instagram, you need to realize, you know, that that person put years and years and years and years of behind the scenes work in, right? 
documenting the journey is cool on Instagram, but it needs to be put out there that this takes a lot of time, that it takes a lot of effort, that it takes a lot of patience, um, and that it needs to be done consistently, you know, day in, day out, that there is no shortcut, that if you do, you know, buy this person's program, it's not going to get you to look how this person looks in that short amount of time. You need to put in the time, you need to dedicate yourself to fitness and to training and looking a certain way, right? And eating a certain way. There are no shortcuts and I think that needs to be more advertised is that you need to put the time in, you need to grind, you need to, you know, go through some uncomfortable phases in order to achieve what you want in the end. So instead of looking where you want to be in two months, instead of looking where you want to be in, you know, by the summer, look at where you want to be in three years, in four years, in five years. Think in bigger terms than that and figure out how you're going to set yourself up for success there, right? It might mean dealing with um, being more skinny than you want to be, being a little chubbier than you want to be, you know, learning a habit that seems to take a lot of time and it's a hassle. All these things are going to pay off later. There are no shortcuts. There are no things that are magic bullets, right? Just like number one, focusing on the wrong things. You can't focus on shortcuts. You need to focus on the long-term things that are actually going to make a difference. The third thing that's wrong with the fitness industry is this idea of camps, right? That you are a crossfitter, a powerlifter, a bodybuilder, a calisthenics athlete, right? A ninja warrior, I don't know, right? Any of these things that put you in a camp of people is partly going to be beneficial because you're able to have a group of people that support you that you identify with, that motivate you, and you feel a part of something, right? That's like what CrossFit has done so well, is creating a community of people that support you and that motivate you to keep going, right? And you have that community base around you. However, where we go wrong is totally ignoring other camps because they're different than our own, right? This is a closed-minded approach and totally is what's happening in the fitness industry, right? I, I am seeing a slightly better trend in this, in the fitness industry, that, you know, powerlifter is starting to incorporate conditioning work you know that doesn't mean you're a crossfitter if you're pushing a sled or you know a bodybuilder is focusing on the compound lifts and getting stronger or you know maybe a crossfitter is realizing that some bodybuilding work could help in their performance in their sport right you need to have an open mind to other opinions and other camps right so just because you are a keto right you're you, you do keto and that's your camp don't shut off what other people or other research or other um, experts are saying on, let's say, flexible dieting, right? Or maybe it's the other way around. Don't be so in your camp and of your opinion and stuck in your research of flexible dieting that you ignore any benefits people are seeing from something like keto or something like you know, quality foods, you know, maybe there's something to learn and maybe you can draw a conclusion that will help your audience and make everybody more well-rounded around you, right? I don't want anybody to shut themselves into a box, right? I did this whole series on this podcast about things you can learn from bodybuilders, things you can learn from powerlifters, things you can learn from crossfitters, things you can learn from bodyweight athletes. Um, and it was a great series, got a great response. Um, and I really enjoyed doing it because I think that a lot of times we shut ourselves in the box and others where you don't see any value, right? I can think of my own training program right now and how I have different elements of many different training styles um, in there, right? So I have 
I have a, uh, you know, some powerlifting because I focus on getting stronger progressively at certain lifts over time. And those just happen to be maybe the power lifts, right? Like a squat variation, a pull variation, a press variation. I'm getting stronger at those and focusing on strength progressions. However, I've learned a ton in the last five or six months from a bodybuilding style approach um, as far as more volume work, as far as connecting to a muscle group and making sure that I am you know, able to isolate that muscle. The ability to isolate the muscle has been a complete game changer for my power lifts, right? To be able to isolate the quads in a certain kind of squat has really helped my normal squat or being able to isolate um, different back muscles, right? Really helps me do pull-ups, right? When you would think that's just like a compound versus isolation, bodybuilding versus some other kind of movement. Um, and that's just simply not the case. I, I totally think that it is important to um, draw from everywhere, right? Even CrossFit has its place in my training, right? I do maybe some um, some kind of conditioning once in a while. Maybe I'm incorporating bodyweight movements, maybe um, Olympic lift variations. I don't know, right? Including different things that are going to benefit me just like they uh, program, right? And trying to draw from all these different places, trying not to be closed-minded, trying to see what they do right, what they do wrong, and how to correct it. Um, if I wanted to do any sport competitively, I would still draw from all these areas, right? If I wanted to step on stage as a bodybuilder, I would still use powerlifting principles for strength. I would still incorporate probably some kind of CrossFit conditioning to get into better shape. I would probably do more body weight training as I got leaner and had relative strength, right? I would draw from all of these just as an example. If I want to be a competitive CrossFitter, I would still focus on some bodybuilding movements, be able to isolate, be able to grow parts that you know aren't necessarily always isolated in CrossFit. Um, these are all different things that I would focus on. And I think it's super important to do that, to not have these camps and to not shut other people out, especially because of how they train, how they eat, what they focus on, you know, how serious they are. It's okay, right? Just because someone goes to Planet Fitness, for example, doesn't make them less of a fitness enthusiast than you. You know, maybe you can draw something from them. Maybe you can draw something from the trainer who's doing silly stuff on the BOSU ball. Maybe you can draw from the angry coach who just coaches the squat, bench, and deadlift, right? Everybody has some value to add if they're in the industry. And I really, I really believe that, and I think that not believing that is only setting yourself up for kind of a dangerous end because if you're in the fitness industry and you are totally shut off to what other people are saying, um, you know, you're going to be behind when something comes out later down the road. So that's number three is the idea of camps, is the idea of boxes. Break those walls, be open-minded, and you will definitely grow from that. Number four is the paywall. And this is one I wanted to talk about for a while. And one of the big things that I um, am really passionate about as far as 2019 and Stoltz Fit and Fitness, Food, and Freedom is the paywall, right? I've had people pay for stuff before and I would continue to offer those services, right? As far as coaching is concerned, as far as programming is concerned, um, I think that there is definitely value in spending money. I think to spend money on coaching is going to make you committed, is going to get you customization, right? Hopefully, and is able to um, get you 
a level of access that you wouldn't have had before. Those are the things that good coaching service should have. Customization, access, and um, motivation, right? Because you're paying the money. Those are what I think the value of coaching is, and I'm totally open with that with people that I coach. However, the paywall is a tricky thing because a lot of times people add the paywall behind crappy stuff, and I think that's where you go wrong, right? To have bad coaching services behind paywalls, to have, um, to have a paywall behind maybe a program that's kind of a cookie cutter, not great program, right? That is going to be a problem. I do think that in a sense, now hear me out when I say this, in a sense, all programs are cookie cutter and that's not a bad thing. In fitness, all things should be slightly cookie cutter because there are certain things that work for everybody. And that is true, that is science, right? You need programming basics. You need certain lifts, right, to grow certain muscle groups. You need progression schemes. You need um, a certain ability to track the quantity of food that you have, right? And in, in a sense, there is some cookie cutterness to everything. However, there also should be some level of customization, right? If you can't do a certain exercise, it shouldn't be in there. If you don't know how to do something, it shouldn't be in there. If you are doing nutrition, it should be a number of, cal- of calories, of macros, of servings, whatever your coach is doing. There should be a level of customization to that and making sure that it's adjusting as you go and um, you know, making sure that it is tailored to you, right? Because that's what you're paying for. Customization, access, and motivation. Those are the things you need to look out for. And a lot of times there's a paywall behind crappy stuff and that is what bugs me in the fitness industry, is the paywall. The people I respect the most in the fitness industry are the people who give out a ton of free information, regardless if they have a paid product or not. That does not matter, right? If they have a coaching service, I'm all for it. Everyone needs to make money. If you're in the industry and this is your business, you need to make money to live and support your family, right? To put bread on the table. There's nothing wrong with that. If you are, if your business is this, if your side hustle is this, if you have goals to do this, charging money is a total normal thing and people need to understand that, that there is a paywall. However, there should also be a level of free information, right? There should be some sort of um, free program, free research reviews, free opinions, free information, free question and answers to be given, right? That's always been a foundational part of Fitness, Food, and Freedom is giving out free info that other people would maybe charge for, right? Info that would be a chapter in a book I would do a whole podcast on, right? Because it's important that you have access to the right information and you don't want this paywall behind good information. You don't want um, to charge people for things that they should know and that they could find in a Google search, right? What you charge people for is customization, access, and motivation, Right, those are the things that you charge people for. Otherwise, um, you need to be giving out free information, actually helping people. People in the fitness industry should be focused on helping. And if you don't get that vibe, if all you get is a product push, is focusing on the wrong thing, right? If that's all you get, um, then you probably need to find yourself another another person to take your influence from, uh, because that person does not have your best interest in mind. So that kind of annoys me sometimes is this paywall behind things. I have massive respect um, for people that I can tell you, I can send you over to their profiles, I can 
um, send you over to their YouTube channels if you want, um, where they put out free programs, where they put out free, um, where they put out free content, right? Which is essentially just um, able stuff that you're able to piece together as almost your own book or your own your own system or your own training program. They're putting that stuff out all the time, and you're able to follow it. I think that is an amazing, amazing value, and I think that those people are the ones that I really respect because they're the ones who are truly helping people who know that not everyone's going to get through that paywall and they want to help you regardless, right? Those are the people that I respect and who I want to be, right? So for this podcast, I want to give out free information on the show. I want to give out free information on the YouTube channel, right? Not put everything behind a paywall. If you want to cross that wall and you know receive motivation, access to me, and customization for you, then that's a conversation you can have. However, for the most part, it's good to provide good information for free that helps people because that's why we're in this industry to begin with. All right, and number five, the last one is where the value is placed in the fitness industry and where it's starting to go. And this isn't just the fitness industry, this is every industry, right? Maybe it's sports, maybe it's um, finance, maybe it's personal um, development, I don't know. But what is being, what the value is being placed on is more on um, certifications, letters, um, social following, right? Um, maybe even the way somebody looks or acts or put, puts themselves out there, right? As successful or knowledgeable instead of the things that actually bring value like results, and experience. I think results and experience are the two most valuable things that someone will have as an influencer, as a trainer, as a coach, as a uh, person that you'd want to ask information to. That is the person who has results from other people, testimonials. Uh, you know, maybe they can shoot you over to somebody who can talk to you about what they experience with a training program or with a nutrition service or. Uh, software or anything, right? They need to actually have changed people's lives and make a difference with people. And then the second thing is experience. They shouldn't just be doing this just because they have letters or they have a piece of paper or they have a follower count, right? To trust somebody based on those things is, you know, you have to realize what they had to do to get there, right? Maybe the follower count is because they had a viral video or some viral pictures or, uh, you know, maybe they put their butt on Instagram 20,000 times in a row and they grow a big follower account and then start selling stuff, right? What is their actual qualifications? Have they helped people? Have they, you know, do they have a lot of experience that they can draw from? Because training and nutrition and fitness can be very complicated and needs to be customized, like I said. And, you know, are they somebody who should even have a paywall up because are they able to give their expertise? Is it their access valuable? Are they able to customize at all? And you know, will the stuff that you get motivation to do actually prove to be effective? Those are the things that you need to be watching out for. And that's something that's kind of wrong with the industry is just where the respect is, right? You can easily have a business. You can, it's just the way it is. This is reality right now is that in any industry, if you have a follower account, you have a business, right? Because you're able to monetize that, you know, if you're as dumb as a monkey, right? You can, basically a chimpanzee could monetize an Instagram account of 300,000 followers. All you need is to, you know, sell something to a tiny, tiny percent 
of that population and you're good, right? You're making more than the average person is making at their job. And once you realize that, it'll kind of start making you a little bit angry sometimes looking at these people selling products, right? If somebody has uh, 500,000 followers and you know 10% of their followers buy a $10 product, they're making almost half a million dollars, right? I know there's a lot that goes into that. There's a lot. The numbers don't exactly tell the whole story. There's other costs. There's uh, you know, there's personal costs that you have to deal with. And it's not that easy, right? I know it's not that easy. Um, so don't come after me for that. But you do have to realize that the follower count, meaning a business, a lot of times it's just because the numbers make sense. And they're putting something out there because they realize they have an audience and it's time to make some money from it is what the thought a lot of times is. When in reality, what someone should be talking about is their experience, is their knowledge, is their results that they've gotten other people, right? Because if they're not able to share stories, if they're not able to tell you what worked and did not work for them or clients, then you have a problem. And if you're basing all of the value around a follower count, if you're basing all the value around even certifications, certain letters after or before their name, um, then you are on the wrong track, right? Because those don't necessarily mean that they have results and experience. And that is something that's wrong with the industry is that is something that needs to be more focused on. So a lot of this stuff, right, is focus issues. I'll recap the five. You got number one, focusing on the wrong things. Number two, taking shortcuts. Number three, having people in camps. And number four is putting a paywall behind information that should not be behind a paywall. And the information behind the paywall um, isn't a good source, right? And then number five is that the value is placed on the wrong stuff. And that is where the problems lie in the fitness industry. So I hope this was enlightening for you. And that's it for this episode. That was a fun one. Five things wrong with the fitness industry. This is a good podcast for anybody who dabbles in, you know, Instagram, fitness, YouTube, fitness, blogs, um, services, anything. Send them this podcast, right? Tell them to go listen to this podcast, um, this episode, and look critically at the people they follow and realize that it's okay if they, you know, ditch somebody, even if they're popular, right? Because they realize that these things are happening to this person. And I think that that is a really important thing to realize. Um, as always, you know, the goal with the podcast is to pro provide good information. Anything behind a paywall is going to be high value, I promise. Anything, um, you know, I hope there's so much before that paywall that it's just a luxury to have that and you don't need that to see results. I want to give enough information for free to as many people as possible and to help as many people out as I can to make an impact and to make, you know, a certain level of respect in the industry and a certain level of, um, results and experience, I guess, right? Because that's what I want to focus on. So these are the things kind of looking back on 2018, looking at the people I follow, looking at 2019 in the future, what I want to focus on. It's all about value. It's all about focusing on the right things. It's all about being open-minded and making sure that the root of what I'm doing is still there, right? And the, the cause, having an impact on people is what I want to focus on. Um, so hopefully this episode kind of enlightened you to the fitness industry. I'm in it. I, I feel like I have a good understanding of where people come from and what their intentions are. If you ever want to kind of bounce something off me and you know maybe want me to check out your training program, check out your nutrition service, 
check out your, you know, give you a review on somebody's information based on what I know from experienced training athletes, normal people, um, in school, right? The, the letters behind my own name. If you want me to use those to review things that you are into, just shoot me a direct message on Instagram. That's StoltzFit, S-T-O-L-Z-F-I-T. And please subscribe to the podcast. Give it a review if you like this episode. Five stars would be awesome. Let's start 2019 off right. And that is it for today's show. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate each of you tuning in to listen to the show. And I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.